0: Welcome, welcome, everyone. We are so excited to have you back here for our fourth episode. National Board Conversations is a podcast where I, Luke Kariotemude, your host, interview educators and teachers from coast to coast. We discuss their national board certification journey, their process, their experience, tips, tricks, and bits of wisdom they might have to offer you, and their thoughts on education and life as a teacher. Today's episode, I had an amazing conversation with Dr. Doretha Allen from Dallas, Texas. She is an inspiring woman, mother, teacher, and I was just so intrigued, enthralled, and happy that I got to talk with her. So without further ado, let's get going. Here's Doretha. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Doretha. Thanks for joining us.
1: Hi, Luke. Thanks for having me.
0: It is an absolute honor to have you. So, why don't we jump right in. Introduce yourself to our audience.
1: Okay. Well, hi, everyone. I am uh, Dr. Doretha Allen, a nationally board-certified teacher here in Dallas, Texas. Uh, This is my 21st year in the profession. I'm a mother of two, and currently I am working remotely, and I am helping my two children as they navigate virtual school. So it's quite an adventure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this year has brought up some really unforeseeable and distinct challenges for people. How are you dealing with everything?
1: I have uh, found myself learning things and having to do them at a high level all at the same time. It's been a lot of pivots and quick turns, Not only for me, but for my kids as well. So um, I've learned to extend lots and lots of grace to myself and to them. That's the message that I really try to share with teachers. Extend grace. It's okay.
0: I think I'm going to remember that every day. That's a really good piece of advice. All the more reason to be having a podcast. People are, are at home. People are spending more time inside. So give them something to listen to. How are you feeling about being on the podcast?
1: Man, I am so just over the moon, super excited, peacock proud. I came to National Board uh, learning about it on my way to work, on the drive-in, listening to NPR, and it was on a podcast where I learned about this National Board certification process where teachers spend Hundreds and hundreds of hours analyzing their practice so they can be the best teacher for their kids So here I am Many years later doing a podcast about national board and so it's it's really full circle for me really full circle Hmm.
0: Wow, this is kind of a serendipitous moment then I guess maybe a little surreal too Why don't we take a a step back and you can tell me about how you became a teacher? Tell me about the history behind that. sure
1: sure well uh, first I think I'm one of few educators who actually went to college to be an educator. So my undergrad is in elementary ed, I minored in English, and I spent lots and lots of time in classrooms as part of my undergrad program. And then um, I actually moved back home to Dallas after graduate school and started working in a neighborhood I grew up in. So that was fun because I instantly had street credit because I had the kids of my classmates and the people I grew up with. So um, I've been doing it 21 years and and I'm still teaching every day, even though my profession has taken me out of the classroom into instructional coaching roles and central office. And now in the office of transformation and innovation, I'm still teaching principals, teachers, and then students whenever I get a chance, because it all impacts kids. So I, I'm very much connected to my teacher role.
0: And you were teaching in a community that you knew well. Do you think that that was a benefit for you? Do you think that had something to do with the development of your teaching style and your identity as an educator?
1: Yeah I- so, uh, being from the neighborhood, I was in an area that is kind of resource deprived, low socioeconomic status, and there were just not a lot of resources, but I I always had human capital that I tapped into back then. And in those early days of teaching, I don't know if I really considered it as human capital. I think National Board really helped me um name the things that were around me that I was doing. So, If there were uh, events coming up and we didn't have resources to take kids on a field trip, but I knew a parent that had a skill set let's say a parent that was a barber or a parent that was a beautician or a parent that was a plumber, I would ask them to come up to the class and share their expertise. So in that way, it's bringing the, the real world into our classroom. And I always had parents who were willing To share their expertise they may not have had the money or resources but what they had was was their time and their talent and they readily shared it and um, I was kind of surprised that they were very uh, honored because they never been asked to share that before so in that way I built those relationships
0: so you you went there you were teaching in your old neighborhood and at what point did you decide i'm gonna uh, you'd already done your master's you said when did you decide to start this national board journey
1: well it was it was after i completed a second master's after i had been teacher of the year after i had been the english language arts teacher of the year so when i was on my way to work and i heard this story about the gold standard of teaching the top 2% of teachers. I really kind of was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't know about this, but I'm definitely trying to get that, that gold star, that badge of honor. I want to be the top of my profession. So it was then I did a little research. I saw all the work that it took and you had to analyze your practice and you had to record yourself and all of these things. And I was not scared of work, Luke. I am not scared of work and I want it to be the best. I wanted to be the best. It was shortly thereafter that an email came out from my district that they were starting a national board cohort and uh, apply. And so I immediately jumped on that opportunity.
0: Wow, yeah, you definitely aren't shy of uh, hard work. Two masters and a PhD and national board certified. Any other, mm-hmm. any other um, huge feats of <laughs> in your career <laughs> that we should know about?
1: You know, the the largest of them all is really the one I'm currently doing, which is uh, mothering (laughs) <laughs> Mothering, working, and trying to maintain my sanity during the pandemic and and um trying to be a good wife, I, I failed to mention my husband. he is the supporting character in all of these tales, often an unsung hero, so shout out to my husband of eighteen years, sheldon
0: <laughs> wow, Sheldon, lucky guy, listen to that that's that's very touching um you've done all of these certifications and degrees. How does this national board stack up to like the masters or the PhD journey?
1: Man, let me tell you, Luke, nothing, nothing, nothing impacted my profession like national board certification, not one professional development. And let me tell you why in education, lots of people come from the outside, consultants telling educators, Do this one thing and it'll make your life better. Do this one thing and it'll change how your students respond. Use this one product and it's better than sliced bread. That happens a lot. And you go to school and you study theories and you try to apply those theories in your class. And you study these researchers and all that other stuff. And all that's fine, right? Lots of people get master's degrees and... And doctorates and I don't want to discourage people from doing that because that has its place but national board certification changed the game and this is why the standards guide the work when you read the national board standards you will read over and over and over again accomplished teachers know accomplished teachers do accomplished teachers recognize accomplished teacher incorporate it's all about the accomplished teaching practice and then you apply those standards to your teaching practice. So it's this real live action research. This is a big shift in teacher practice before national board. When my students had a great day and everything went off perfectly, I would say, man, I did it today and I would pat myself on the back when they had an off day and everything just kind of went off the rails and teachers listening, you know what I'm talking about when you have those lessons and it kind of goes off the rails, I would say, man, I don't know what's wrong with my kids today. (laughs) Now after national board, when there was a good day, it was because I planned for every single part of it. And when it was a bad day, it's because I planned for every single part of it. Their success and failure was all on me. I had to own it. Good, bad, and ugly. And that is the shift that, um, that I walked away with from National Board. Every instructional decision is connected and must be articulated. That's what accomplished teachers do. And everything is based on knowing your students, every instructional decision. And students are different. They are not a monolith. So you have to drill down and really know them. And I'm not talking about know them in an academic sense. You you do have to know them in an academic sense, but that's just one way of knowing them. They are not flat two-dimensional numbers on a page, but they are three-dimensional, multifaceted, with varied interests and hobbies and curiosities that we have to tap into as teachers. Only National Board has taught me that. National Board taught me that every instructional decision, I have to be able to articulate it and make the connections. Everything is intentional. For example, I taught reading. So I lived at the small group table, pulling pulling groups of kids, working on reading, working on reading. And in reading, there are different levels of reading and there are books for those levels. So you get a kid a book right above where they can do it and that's their instructional level and you help them through that to build their uh, fluency and comprehension. Well, National Board taught me If this group of boys don't like reading, but I know they play football because I know my students, which is a big court prop in National Board, know your students, then let me find a text that will engage them and then I can hook them in. So everything is connected, nothing is by chance. And National Board taught me that through practice.
0: During the journey to, to getting certified, did you have a cohort or were you part of a kind of, did you feel like you had a community to fall on or?
1: Yeah, so I'm so, just so grateful for the insight of the leadership at that time in the district that really put uh, support behind national board and we had a cohort. And so we met once a month in the evenings, the professional development department, they led us through And they talked to us and taught us about uh, the five core props, the double helix, which is the architecture of accomplished teaching, the standards, the three different kinds of writing for National Board, descriptive, analytical, reflective. They taught us those things. And in between, we had to put our hand to the plow and do the work. We had to read, we had to study, we had to record, we had to plan, we had to gather student work samples, but when we came back together, we were able to talk about our struggles. I didn't understand this part of directions. What did y'all get that? It was it was just this it was a it was like family. I cannot underscore enough the the moral support, the content support that cohorts offer. It's, it's an affinity group within itself because they're in the same struggle as you are. At my campus, uh, no one really got it. They they questioned while I was doing all this extra work, but the people who were in that group with me, they understood, and we didn't have to talk about it because they, they were at the table. Just having that, that shared experience is so valuable. It's so valuable, Luke.
0: So you not only got a lot out of being a part of a cohort, but now you facilitate cohorts. Can you tell me why you feel it's so important to keep this going and and support teachers like this in this manner?
1: Yeah, it is because I think about, when I look back over my educational uh, professional career, I think of all the people who have helped me. Even as a child coming up in education, many doors were opened to me for greater opportunities because of teachers who saw something in me. This is my way of paying it forward because I know if a teacher is better, and I help them become better, it not only impacts the students that they have right now, but it impacts every class of students that that teacher has for the rest of their career. So we're talking about hundreds and thousands of kids being better because of something that I'm able to do with a group of 30 today.
0: Are you aware of any misconceptions that you've heard from people that are starting out on the certification journey?
1: I think that the biggest challenge or misconception when people come to the process is that they think it is a certification like a state certification where you take some classes and you pass a test and then that's it that's a very flat view of it because it is so much more than that and they think it's a pass fail and in national board circles we don't say pass fail we say you've accomplished or you haven't accomplished yet and so it's, it's a shift it's not about opening this book and going to this page and reading this theory and regurgitating that theory and passing a test and checking the box that's not what it's about it is about taking a deep deep dive into the standards into the architecture of accomplished teaching the five core props and holding your professional teaching practice up against that and making instructional decisions based upon it.
0: Right. And and for you personally, did you accomplish all of the modules uh, your first try? Or yeah. So to... no,
1: no, I did not. As a matter of fact, I missed it the first go round and talk about defeated. I was... I, I was defeated. I was looking around and I was thinking to myself, "Man, these people don't know who I am." I had a um a bit of uh, pride, and I and I needed to humble myself to the process. It's then in that second year when I came back and redid an entry that it really clicked for me. Everything I did before was was focused on me and what I did and what Miss Allen did and I and I made this lesson and I made these anchor charts. but it was really about my students' response because you can do all of that. but if your kids don't respond, then you have to do something different. And that's what I learned that second year. So if people aren't successful the first time, I I say that gives you more opportunity to be reflective. And I really am thankful that I didn't make it the first go around because I would have missed the lesson. The lesson that I needed, Luke, was that it's about my, my students and if they are receptive and if they learn from what I taught. Because if they didn't, then it's not their fault. It's my fault. And that I have to do something different. Instructionally, I need to do something different. That has been the game changer for me. As a teacher
0: so that's a, an important lesson for the listeners is like even someone with two master's degrees has to be reflective and, and, and has to sometimes take these uh, these things a second time around and make sure it's it's successful right so right that's, yeah
1: right because it doesn't matter if we taught it and how we taught it it only matters if the kids got it that's what matters did they get it and how do you know and if they got it good what's next and if they didn't get it okay not good what's next? What do you do to make sure they get it? So if people don't hear anything else that we've said, um, please hear that. National Board makes you teach in a way so your kids get it. And if they don't, then you know as a teacher you need to do something different. The kids don't need to change. We have to change.
0: That's a great piece of wisdom to to maybe sign off on. I think that is a is a great a great little end to it. Maybe the last thing I will ask you is if I was about to embark on this journey, if I was a, pros- a prospect and I, I was thinking about getting my certification, what kind of advice would you give me?
1: Oh yeah, I, I would give one. Um, know know that it's a huge commitment of time, and you need to schedule time for it every day, every week build that time. I would also say talk to those around you and let them know what you're doing. I would talk to your spouse. I would talk to the kids. I would talk to the co-workers. I would especially talk to my principal and say, I'm embarking on this journey. I need your support because everything that um, they ask kind of takes your energy and time. And the more you can focus on just doing your certification process, the better, and then it helps. You know, once once a teacher has become an MBCT, you know, it just spreads like wildfire throughout the building. And I think uh, I would share I would share the pros of it with with my principal. This is why this is a good thing. This is why you should support me. Think of all the things I'm doing now. Imagine uh, the notoriety we can have at our school. Imagine um, how many other teachers will follow my path. So, I would definitely say, you know, alert the team because you need the support of those closest to
0: you. And what words of wisdom do you have for candidates on their journey right now?
1: So, I would encourage them to go for it. And, and find uh, help. There are lots of people who will help. As a matter of fact, I'm on the Texas National Board Coalition for Teaching, and we are connecting people who are going through the process by themselves with National Board Certified Teachers to be their mentor. And in the pandemic, everything is virtual. So they're a Zoom away from support. So sign up today.
0: That was was a good good promo there. Well, I couldn't think of a better thought to go out on. That was a really inspiring conversation. I was so happy to speak with Dr. Doretha Allen, and uh, I thank you all for listening. Our next episode is coming hot on the trail of this episode, but in the meantime, if you want to learn more about the National Board for Professional Teaching Standards, check out the website at www.nbpts.org. My name is Luke Karai signing off. Until next time, cheers.